It's the first weekend in May, and thank you for listening again to McKenna's NHL podcast via about.com sports. I'm your lead NHL writer, Kyle McKenna. So today we're going to get into another McKenna's Digest question. This time I'm actually going to take a phone call from a fan, and then I'll uh, give you guys some more insight on the other uh, matchups in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But first, let's listen to our first caller, uh, his question. Hey, Kyle. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. just want to say love the podcast so far. This is John from Naples, Florida. My question for you is, what do you think about the emergence of Jonathan Drouin and what this does for Steven Stamkos' future in Tampa Bay? Also, do you have any insight as to why Jonathan Drouin was in Iserman's doghouse? Thank you, John, from Naples, Florida, for the excellent question here on uh, Jonathan Duran and Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, Stamkos out for a majority of the playoffs and uh, not playing in any games so far. And, you know, Duran producing, it certainly does more than just make things interesting. This is, you know, really spicing things up here. You know, months ago before the NHL trade deadline, everyone wanted to know where Jonathan Duran was going to get traded to. What was Steve Eiserman going to do? And, I mean, even back then, I, I thought it'd be crazy to trade Durant. Why would, like, why would you trade him when you have this guy who's really not making any money? He's supposed to be all the talent in the world. Okay, so you're kind of disciplining him right now, and he's playing in the AHL. Sure, I mean, does his value go down a little because he's not seeing NHL action and teams were without a doubt interested in him at the time? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but if he is that good, as we're seeing now, he's starting to pan out to be the player everyone thought he would be, then his value is always going to be there. So there really was no reason to, to get rid of Drouin. Um, and especially on top of that, if you knew Stamkos, you know, if we weren't sure if he was going to come back, why would you trade Drouin? Then you're losing two, potentially two quality all-star caliber players. And one who you could keep around for a much cheaper price. So, you know, anyways, I think this definitely shakes things up because, you know, when you're playing in the, in, in the season, these guys, they don't have much time to think, right? You know, sure, the media brings up the questions, but realistically, they don't have a whole lot of time to think about these things. Now, Steven Stamkos is watching and he's seeing this guy, Drew Ann, produce and he's watching the Tampa Bay Lightning win without him. So then, then I think an athlete, yeah, they, they start to think, what's it like playing somewhere else? Do they really need me here? They can win without me. If they can't really pay me, maybe someone else will, and I can help them win. I'm sure Iserman's starting to think now, oh boy. Um, but hey, Iserman's one of the best in the game. You know, the way he handles his business is, is second to none. And he knows just as well as I do that you need superstars to win in this league. So even though the Tampa Bay Lightning are are winning games and they're you know it looks like they're about to beat the Islanders in the second round to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals for a second straight year, they're not going to win a Stanley Cup if they don't have Steven Stamkos. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Stop. You need superstars to win in this league. And right now, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have a good mix with Johnson, Palat, Kalorn, Kucherov, now Durant stepping up. But that's not going to cut it because other teams have superstars. Let's take a look at some past cup winners here. The Los Angeles Kings. I you know, I like to call it the I formation in hockey. Right down the middle of the ice, you need that big three. Centers, Anze Kopitar, defenseman, Drew Doughty, goaltender, Jonathan Quick. 
the Blackhawks, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford. Say what you want about him. That guy's a winner. Right down the middle of the ice. Boom, 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 boom. Tampa Bay needs Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos doesn't need Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay needs Steven Stamkos. He's the face of the franchise, and he's proven, hey, this guy is going to be a superstar for more years to come. Even post-injury, I still think this guy has what it takes to be, you know, arguably a top five player. Pre-injury, I think he was the best player in the league. And while all these other guys are playing well in Tampa Bay, are they really in the conversation for top 10 players in the NHL? Probably not. Think about it. I mean, right now, if you were to name the the top 10 players in the NHL, I, I don't think any of those guys on Tampa Bay would be on the list. Top 20? Yeah, sure. But, the, you know, the, so these guys are having, a, you know, a couple good years. I'm not taking anything away from them. Let's give credit where it's due. But this is Steven Stamkos, one of the best players in the NHL. You cannot let him walk away because now, you're, you, you know, your team, you, it looks like your team is, is winning without him and playing well. Because we don't know that in two years. Is Kucherov going to be the same? Tyler Johnson, Kalorn, Palat. Stamkos has established, hey, I'm a superstar and I'm a center. I mean, that's my take on Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, everyone nowadays says you need to build your team through the draft, especially, you know, those top five picks are so much more valuable than everyone else after that. That's how, you know, that's the margin right there. The talent level in the first five picks compared to the picks six through, you know, going on to the rest of the remaining teams. It's a big gap there. And Steven Stamkos was a first overall pick. So now you're going to let that go? No. You don't do that. And to answer John's other question, why was Duran in the doghouse? He was, yeah. I mean, you got a feel for Jonathan Duran because, look, he was the number three overall pick. The way he looks at it is you're never going to get better if you don't play, right? You got to play these guys. And he wanted to play at the NHL level, but, hey, look, he was a ghost last year in the playoffs. Not the case anymore. But then you also, maybe you you, kind of have to wonder, is it a psychological thing? Maybe Duran feels more comfortable without a guy like Steven Stamkos in the lineup. Maybe Duran wants to be the guy. So that's another thing to, you know, to take into consideration, even though that's kind of going off topic here. But I think, you know, Duran, look, Iserman's an old school guy, very well respected. And he basically wanted to take the old school route. Look, kid, you got to earn your stripes. So... Um, I think there's also something involved there with Cooper, but you know, anyways, I, I don't think the Lightning are too concerned about it now. If we move on to the other series, um, we got the St. Louis Blues and the Dallas Stars, and what do you know, the Dallas Stars goaltending tandem, whatever you want to call it, isn't working out, and that's what's going to prevent them from you know taking that that next step this year. St. Louis leads that series three to two. I'm not surprised. I have them in six. You know, St. Louis is just a more complete team. And then even if the Stars do have a lead or, or, you know, it's not like the Stars are really playing that bad. They're in games here. But uh, the Blues goaltender, Brian Elliott, is just going to outplay Antti Niemi and Kerry Lettinen. It's that simple. And he's, you know, he's not even just outplaying him. He's right now, he's, you know, the, the best goalie in the playoffs. So uh, Washington, Pittsburgh, I'm surprised. They, you know, as good as the, as the Penguins have been, they're up 3-1. Um, I know all the Ranger fans are like, oh, yeah, I told you so. Like, hey, cool story, Hansar. Um, the Penguins have gotten kind of lucky this series. I mean, even with the first goal in uh, game four, it was, you, you kind of, you just kind of shake your head like, really? Really, guys? Like, that, that puck's going in for the Penguins and they're winning games. 
So I think this is I think it's going to catch up to him because there are times where the Washington dominates them, dominates them, and there are times where Murray keeps them in the game, and there are some other times where Washington they're missing the net or they're kind of waiting for the perfect shot, or and they're kind of making Murray look good. So I think that's going to catch up to the Penguins. If they can beat the Capitals three games in a row, the Capitals, keep in mind, didn't lose back-to-back regulation games all season until they played the Flyers in the playoffs. Okay. But now they just lost three in a row to, you know, Pittsburgh. They're not going to lose four in a row. And like I said, the, the way the Penguins are playing, it's it, it's no shoe-in that the Penguins are going to beat this Capitals team in five games. And I think I, I mentioned it on the last edition of McKenna's NHL podcast here, that Holpe is a guy who, who who's a difference maker this year. He's going to go in there. He can steal them a game. So even if the you know the Capitals don't play that well tonight in game five, Holpe, I, I think he's a gamer, and I think he can steal them a game. And then, hey, if they... The Capitals keep it up. They force a game seven. Boom. I'm taking Holpe. He'll find a way to to make help this team win. So don't be surprised to see a uh, game seven between the Capitals and Penguins. I just, it can't go five games. The Capitals are just too good. They're too good. Um, and then uh, the, our poor Islanders. Oh, man. They can't catch a break. Them and, they are so similar to the Mets. It's almost, it really is, it's funny. In, in the fashion that they lose, um, they just, you know, it almost kind of, this series almost kind of reminds me of the series in the MLB with the, with the Mets and the Royals in the last year's World Series where, you know, the Mets were in it, they're playing so well, and then they just, they found a way to like lose and in like a weird and awkward fashion. So, I mean, the Islanders, they got away with it last round against Florida. Florida couldn't score goals. The Islanders couldn't really score goals. But they found a way to win. And hey, Grace Grace has been playing well again in net. But you're not going to beat the Lightning with one goal. You're going to need to score more than that. And that's what's happening. Eventually, you know, the Islanders are holding a one nothing lead or a one-goal lead. And the Tampa Bay just comes back. It's a team who knows how to win in the early rounds, especially in the playoffs, unlike the New York Islanders. And yeah, you know, it's catching up to the Islanders. Will the Islanders win... Uh, Game five in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think they will. I, I don't I don't see the Islanders losing in five games here. You know, that's another case where they, they've caught some unlucky breaks, sure, but they haven't helped themselves out either. And Ben Bishop, uh, for the Islanders' sake, has been a little shaky. You know, he'll he'll, he'll come in, he'll, he'll throw up a, a great performance, allow one goal, and then the next game, I don't know, he's getting pulled. And it's not because he has to use the bathroom this time, like last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um so that's that. And then San Jose, Nashville, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm surprised there too. It's 2-2. San Jose, the worst team on home ice all season, the best road team, starts off the series winning the first two games at home. That's like unheard of on the West Coast in San Jose. And they lose both games in Nashville. I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought, okay, hey, you'll give Nashville game three and San Jose will come. They, San Jose will definitely come back. And win game four. Best road team. If you can win on the road, you're you know, you're you're golden. You're already more than halfway there in the NHL. But it's not the case. Nashville is they've been resilient and they've been resilient all year. And for you know, I don't know if anyone's ever been to a hockey game in Nashville. You may not think it's a hockey market or a hockey city. Wow, you're wrong. You gotta go to a game down there. I was there for All-Star Weekend. It was unbelievable. 
Everyone's in gold jerseys. They know their hockey down there, too. They're not just there because, hey, it's Nashville and it's something to do. They love their Predators down there. And that place has been loud, if you've been watching. Louder than Madison Square Garden. I know. I know, Ranger fans. I like to to poke fun at the Garden Faithful sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, look at Nashville. They're, they're really they're feeding off of that, I think, that energy in the Music City. Um, and they're just kind of, the Preds are just kind of sitting back. They kind of remind me of, like, the Devils when the Devils used to, you know, go to the Stanley Cup Finals and win. They kind of sit back. They wait for you to make a mistake. It looks like at times, like, you know, they're getting outplayed and, oh, boy, you know, you kind of get a heart attack with Pecorine all over the place and maybe out of position. But he's still, he's, Pecorine is back in his prime form, it looks like, you know, after having a tough season. And he's keeping the Predators alive and... A little puck luck on the Predator side, absolutely. Especially with that no goal call, you know, the other night. You know, that's not necessarily puck luck, but that one you thought was a goal. I think everyone was like, why is this no goal? It was even confusing. Like, the referees didn't even announce what they were reviewing. I had a buddy of mine who lives down in Nashville. Um, He's, you know, not much of a hockey fan, but he was watching, which I think, you know, was really cool um, that he's even you know, taking interest in. He's like, what is, what's with this call? He's like, what are they reviewing? He's like, I don't understand it. And I'm like, I, I, he's like, I don't even know either. They didn't really make it clear what they were reviewing. Were they reviewing the fact that Pavelski batted the puck down with his glove and then it fell across the line before it hit stick or was it goalie interference? And then the refs come back and they, they announce it's goalie interference, but they don't give San Jose a penalty. A lot of times when they review a goal here and it's goalie interference, you know, the team, who does the interference gets a penalty. It wasn't even a penalty. You know, in any event, um, the Predators are in it. This one might go seven. I, I can't say the, you know, I picked the Sharks in, uh, I think I picked the Sharks in seven. It's either six or seven. But at this rate, I'm, you know, I'm not putting anything past the Predators. You know, I applaud them. I, I think this is great for hockey too. You know, both both those markets need need this and they, well, they need to win. But I think San Jose is... Uh, a little, a little better, a little faster, a little more fit, you know, physical, um, and they can beat you in a few different ways. Whereas Nashville is that team, like I said, they sit back, kind of rely on Rene a little too much, and you know, their defensemen are the only guys who are scoring goals. So there you have it. Everyone enjoy, uh, you know, this wonderful weekend in May, and happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. I appreciate the listeners, and thank you if you're a new listener. And if you'd like to take part in McKenna's NHL podcast, you can always follow me on Twitter at McKenna underscore TLT5. And just be sure to tweet me an NHL-related question using the hashtag McKenna's Digest. And I will either be sure to answer it over here or I will answer it in an article. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can go to ProIceHockey.About.com. Thank you.